Dearest Rumi, <coughs> I'm writing to you by firelight here in Savannah, Georgia, and I'm reminded that our correspondence has tarred far too long. I have to tell you, Rumi, the humidity here could punch a dolphin's dick off. <laughs> Fuck, it is hot. Rumi, if I should die here in Savannah, chawing upon about an alligator or other swamp varmint, please let the world know that they can follow my former lifelong antics on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod and our website, launchpadpod.com. And watch me sit in the dark, pretending to pen this correspondence by firelight on our YouTube channel. And though I'm here in Savannah, my heart is with my beloved Kate, my dearest Samantha, and you, Rumi, you in the Launchpad. <laughs> Let us proceed with the program. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All right, welcome to Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you're just tuning in, Aaron did a slightly uh, unconventional intro. Aaron, walk um, us through. <laughs> I'm in Savannah, Georgia. Um, so here's what happened. Uh, I finished up The Walking Dead. We're like, we're done. I was like, great. I can't wait to take a well-deserved break. It's been fucking 26 episodes, almost two years of filming. And I get a call and they're like, hey, we just fired our VFX team for Fear of the Walking Dead. How soon can you get to Savannah, Georgia? And I was like, I'm not going to Savannah, Georgia. And they were like, ah. <laughs> and um, I was like, Kate, they want me to go to Savannah, Georgia. And she's like, I mean, find out how much they want to pay you. So here I am in Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> so she was like, so I could stretch out that entire bed all by myself. All right. I'll miss you. <laughs> well, you know, they, they made a good deal. And I got the whole team. I got to bring the whole team with me. My boy Tommy's down here. What up, Tommy? Hit risk. Um, so the whole team's here together and we're kicking ass in Savannah, but it is so fucking hot. Like, yeah, I bet. like George is hot. wet as shit. Dude, you just step outside. You're like living in yogurt. You're just like, nah, nah. you can just eat the air. It's so That's thick. how New Orleans was. It was like, yeah. I had a call once at New Orleans. I think the call was like 5 a.m. And we were in a warehouse and you got there and it was just, you, it was like you got out of a pool, like literally just walking into the building. You were drenched. It's yeah. not an exaggeration. It was gross. It, and it, it was it, a dead lizard it, in my ship. Ew, Rumi. Yeah, I don't even know when it got in there. So, yeah, I'm in my mediocre hotel room. Um, this is the it second It looks room. a lot like your <laughs> mediocre nerd room. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I have the, the filter on. That's why my fingers are all weird. Whoa. Um, I've had to move rooms once already because the AC went out in my first room. And they were oh, like, Oh my God. Yeah. And now I'm in a room that smells faintly of cat pee pee. <laughs> Wait, are you in a pet hotel? <laughs> they're allowed to have pets, but I didn't the, think they the were The other to have people pets. staying there, are they humans or are they animals? Mm. Uh, that does say why they're always like, What up, meow? <laughs> I, I love to think that the next per, the next client that stays in that hotel, the next guest is like, Meow, meow, my. My bed smells faintly of Aaron pee. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly am peeing a lot in their bed. No. Um, so we were we were cruising around Savannah, like looking around, seeing what they got. And there is this like cat cafe. It's just all these people like drinking lattes while petting kitties. And I was just like, that's a thing you can do. The people that work or the things that work there, are they humans or are they cats? <laughs> like who who's the who's the barista? Uh, you know what I would love to see like a cat barista is like standing there is like Aaron Aaron your triple floca boca choke is here and it puts it on the counter and then just goes smack <laughs> don't you do it don't you do it yeah. and then <laughs> I got a fruit loopa chupa dupa for Matt smack <laughs> and then smack like, that shit right off the table try to walk past the door and their little paws like da, 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 da. <laughs> with you and you're like god damn it and then they're just like and you're like what and that's like, what it's like at the drive through if you go to the drive through that place the little window opens and instead of giving you their food that hand just goes <laughs> <laughs> this is a good good time to point out that you guys should be watching us on youtube so you can watch two 40 year old for your 40 year old grown men act like cats working at a coffee shop <laughs> 
there's a hair in my drink. Can I get my money back? Like, no. Oh my God. Well, Rumi, I see some additions to your room. I, I have a fake room put up. You have, is, is that a paper craft R2-D2? Dude, one of my proudest dad moments that I've had so far. Kent's like three and change now. We all had COVID a couple weeks ago. So technically we have like a little bit of immunity. So we're, we're, we've been pretty cautious throughout because of him. We didn't want him to get it. Now he already sure. had it. So we like have the, the boop, 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 and vul- and vulnerability star for a little bit. So, <laughs> I got that. <laughs> that's joke. what I keep saying. Invincibility star. Do, 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 do. So the other day I'm picking him up from daycare and there's a comic book store near his daycare. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. It's Friday. I think it was Friday. I was like, let's just go. So we, we go in there and we're the only people in there. And there's a, an, an owner who's probably like 10 or 15 years older than me sitting behind the desk. We walk in and he's, hey guys, how's it going? Can I help you find anything? No, just browsing. So Kent, if you guys, if I haven't explained it before, I think I have. When he walks into a comic book store, it's just, dad, dad, dad come, I show you. He doesn't know what he's showing me. He just runs in a direction until he sees something. He's like, daddy, look, Green Goblin. He hates Spider-Man. Dad, come here. Look, Carnage. He's like Venom. Dad, come look, Doomsday. He kills Superman. Dad. And he just runs back for bing, 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 bing. And he like, you worry that he's gonna like hyperventilate. And <laughs> you know, he my boy knows his shit. The stuff he knows is ridiculous. One thing I play with him is we play face hugger. I will creep up on him with my hand and he goes, No, Daddy, no, no face hugger. And while he grabs that one, I go, watch out for his brother. And the other hand comes up and it lays an egg in his, and he says, no, no egg in my belly. So <laughs> there's a face, there's a life-size face hugger I in this place. I spit water out at that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He knows. <laughs> he doesn't know what it is. And he's just now starting to get interested in Predator and Alien, Amazing. but I'm not, by orders of my co-parent, uh, my wife was like, no, let him have a childhood. Let him not, he doesn't need to do everything right now. And I'm like, okay, that's fair. But uh, he's running around and the guy's like, hey, is he a big fan? And I was like, he's a fan of all this stuff. If it's nerdy stuff, he's into it. He said, especially Star Wars and uh, uh, um, superheroes. And he's like, here, come here, check this out. And he takes me around a stack. And there is this, if you guys are not watching the YouTube, check it out. It is a life-size paper, like cardboard display R2-D2. And it's in pretty decent shape. And we've, Ken, Kent and I have been in that store before and we've seen it. So when we rounded the corner, I, I knew what was coming. And he was like, hey, if you guys are interested, you can just have this. And I was like, I won't even like I'm not even modest or humble enough to pretend to say no. I was like, we will absolutely take that. I said, I don't know if my wife will be excited about it, but we will take you up on that. He's like, yeah, I used to work at a Barnes and Noble and it's a DK books. You know, those big like visual encyclopedias of Star Wars and stuff. He's mm-hmm. like, this used to be a display piece there and I have had it for years he says, it's dirty. It's kind of falling apart. I have to keep putting it to get back together every couple of weeks. He's like, if you want to take it off my hands, it's yours. So I was like, fuck yeah. So now I'm like super excited. We didn't even buy anything yet. So now I'm like, okay, I got to buy a bunch of stuff. So I bought Ken's bunch of comics. He had some old vintage Star Wars toys and shit. I bought Kent the uh, Darth Vader carrying case. You know, the one that the clamshell that opens up. Yes. He's got a ton of figures. I knew he would like it. And it's it, this is not the reissue. This is the old one. So I text Amanda on the way home. I was like, you're not going to believe what we just got. So we're driving. And as we're driving down the street, she's walking our dog. So we wave and I pull up. I was like, let's get in your room. We snuck in, brought R2-D2, put on the Star Wars theme while we waited for Amanda to walk in. I'm sitting on the floor watching my son play with literally vintage all the way to current Star Wars toys looks and goes, dad, where should I put Bosk in his case? And standing behind him is a life-size R2-D2. And I'm like, literally, I could die right now. And I'd be, I'd be 100% content watching my kid play with all these Star Wars toys in a vintage Darth Vader carrying case with R2-D2 that he got for free for being a fucking nerd. I was like, wow. I was so proud and also so excited. <laughs> Mr. Corgan, Dad of the Year speak, acceptance speeches can only go for 40 <laughs> seconds. The music starts playing off. It happens to be Star Wars. Do, 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 do. And you're like, I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish. They play I'll let off. you finish. Well, well, you know, because the guy gave it to us, I was like, all right, I'm going to buy some comics here. So I was looking through the, the back issues to try to get some characters and stuff that Kent specifically likes. He's really into Doomsday and Superman. And there's the 30th, 30th anniversary is right. Is, is in a month. Yeah. So... There's they're having like a big, you know, celebration. There's their new comics and stuff. I specifically like 
ordered one for he and I, like one for me, one for him. So he can to fuck keep it Polly up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he could fuck. And he, and he said, and I let him pick out his own cover. There's like 10 variant covers. So I let mm. him pick out his own cover. And so, he likes Doomsday. He's into it. But like, we're got, picking got, stuff out. That guy comes in. There's another guy looking at stuff. And Kent's like, Daddy, look, face hugger. And the guy like literally turned around and looked at me. And he goes, it's impressive that he knows that. It's <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, so we've been traveling a lot. So I've been down here. I went and visited Kate and Sammy up at uh, up in Ohio. We went to Columbus, Ohio to visit our cousins. Uh, which was super fun. The second I get there, I got four little girls being like, Aaron, Uncle Aaron, Uncle Aaron, tell me about Star Wars. Uncle Aaron, Uncle Aaron, tell me about Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon. And, you know, Sammy's there. It was great. It was a good visit, but like exhausting. Like there's five kids running around yeah, at yeah, all times. Yeah. Um, so then they left there. I, I flew back to Savannah. They went on and visited her parents. And while we're there, I'm FaceTiming them. And she goes, Daddy, look, Joker. And she holds up this little like Playmobil Joker. And she goes, Superman, and pulls up a little Superman and shows me both. And she goes, he fly. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I'm a little disappointed that DC is her first experience to a comic book spot. Uh, what are you going to do? But Joker was the first thing. That's a pretty good entry. If she started with Superman, maybe it'd be a little like, be like look, but- Daddy, Joker, where Joker? Uh-oh, where Joker? And then she's like looking for it. And I was like. Daddy, why so serious? No, she didn't. Um, So I've been here and I've been hitting up the comic shops and let me show off some things. Let me show off some things. I got the Paper Girls Omnibus, which uh, my my camera... Yeah, there it is. Yeah, it looks like a Predator cloak. (laughs) Paper Girls Omnibus. uh, For those of you who know, Paper Girls is a show that... (laughs) Amazon just canceled. <laughs> Fuckers. Everybody um, on social media was saying it was amazing. Everybody was like, and just like you, like I saw so many people who were like, I love the book. The show is doing it justice. I saw so many people being like, never read the book, saw the show, now bought the book, and I'm I'm engrossed in both. The the book is the book is fucking great. Like the book is really cool. And I watched the first two episodes and was like, cool, I don't have time to finish this. I sure. think it's good. I think it's going good. Like it seems cool. I don't think it's as wild as the comic book is, but they're mm. they're doing their best for a TV show adaptation of a comic book, and the characters are there. Um, I got this one. This is called Pastaways. Um, this one is it's kind of a weird one. It's a dark horse. Um, Pastaways face down the time stream, and I started reading it. It's like hard sci-fi. It's kind of interesting. It's just about these people who are trapped. In our time, like 2014, I mean, past time, but they're from the future and they're trapped back here trying to solve things as the time rip gets worse and worse. And the last one I picked up was Gideon Falls, purely on the fact that Mark Millar said, my personal pick is the best comic of 2018. So I haven't read that one yet, but I'm excited to. I'm rereading right now. I haven't done anything new. Although, you know what I did just buy? Mm. The novella, um, Who Goes There? Which I've never read. It's the original source material that they made the thing from and the thing from another world. Um, I haven't read it yet. Um, And I actually don't know too much details about the story. So I'm interested in that. Yeah, let me read that too. I can't promise it'll happen soon, but let's let's do an episode on that. I believe it's like literally like 160 pages. It's short as shit. Yeah, Yeah, it's a novella. It's not a full novel. I'll pop it on Audible or some shit and just listen to it in the car. All right. Um, I've been listening to a long form podcast called Download. um, And it's it's about, it's called Download The Rise and Fall of Ain't It Cool News and Harry Knowles. And Mm. I don't know about you but did you ever visit ain't it cool news back in the day i don't know about back in the day but now like when it's something i see a headline has something um so like it you know it was, it was it was probably the most popular movie internet movie news website and um they got some big exclusives like they were the ones who secretly premiered lord of the rings and star trek and like all these like crazy movies and uh alamo draft house and was a big part of their stuff and but Namathon uh, but Namathon was uh, like a 24 hour film festival that they did and it's like they basically changed the landscape of how cinema was done because it started with them ripping on the Joel Schumacher Batman uh Batman Robin and basically getting it tanked and then like saying this is what we want we want good movies we want good nerd movies and they changed the landscape for that from you know how studios invested in film so it's like not them by themselves but like they were a huge force of it and then you know suddenly you find out what all these basement nerds are toxic what harry knowles is a uh, uh kind of a, a fucking grabby predator oh my god not a cool predator a shitty predator not a you know 
a shitty like uh yeah what a piece of shit anyway uh so that all fell apart and uh good riddance but at the same time you're like i didn't know that the internet like caught like how the shift from where we were with cinema to where we are now with you know all the marvel movies and the franchise shit it's all because of like internet fandom which is fucking wild but it kind of chronicles how that happened so pretty interesting it's like there's like almost 15 hours of content so i've been listening to the shit out of this pretty fascinating though like fucking wild i have so much i want to be doing i have so much tv shows i have so many movies yeah and i'm just i'm not trying to think like the new the new reboot of robocop was on my short list to try to rewatch again that just got put on i think prime or something i remember watching it being like it was way too long and the story got real watered down at the end but it wasn't as terrible as i thought it was except that his hand was a hand that makes no fucking sense um because well it's all because in the first movie they're like should we save the hand like fuck no get rid of that shit and then uh this one they're like we saved his hand and you're like, if you're fighting a robot that had a human mouth and a human hand where would you shoot right in the face baby wrong it's robocop if you shoot the dick (laughs) (laughs) here's my biggest issue with that robocop movie if it looked the way it did and was as smart as the original it would have been great agree the problem was you're not even as good as the second one you're not even as good as the shitty third one the third one sucks balls but at least it's got robot ninjas your movie was so (laughs) toast it was just fucking white bread toast yes it was there was nothing special about it other than it looked cooler than the original it looked cool i give it that it looked cool i have no problem with the suit design i thought it looked bitching i love some of the scenes where they like took his suit apart he's like he he was also lungs his lungs are breathing in the the glass jar and you can see his head that's i like the ed 209 design and the idea of that that it was more military than police i I, like it was cool i gotta rewatch it but i have no problems with any of the design work but you you totally watered down one of the greatest satires of the 80s like better than like airplane or like movies that were like hey we're jokes you're like the movie about a robot cop is a comedy and you're like actually it's hysterical yeah i think that gets forgotten slash like it's like if you pull back from it and look at the cover and just look at the like what scenes not you and i but like most people remember the action scenes and the sci-fi scenes which obviously are very strong in that film but yeah when you listen to some and it's not even just the commercials and the news reports, which are obvious satire, but some of the lines in that movie that just are in the, di- the dialogue. It's fucking great. Like the, the, the guy, the mayor who takes people hostage and he's what yeah. he's yelling, his demands are pretty like he's. I want to call her, yeah. You want an uh, SUX 9000. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to like, and he said, I want shitty gas mileage. Yeah. It's like that. That is well, it's well thought out. Oh, well, speaking of Robocop, uh, if you are a NECA collector, um, I think you can find the new Robocop toy in Target. What is it? It's the, it's just Robocop. It's like a really nice, like ultimate Robocop figure. Comes with some Uh, guns. Like a a seven inch scale or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I already have a bunch of Robocops. I'm definitely, (laughs) I mean, I'm definitely going to get it. I'm pointing at my fake background. Like, look at my Robocops. (laughs) uh, it make, this, is making me, this is making me so homesick, man. I'm looking at my house. I'm like, oh, here I am in my my boring ass cat pee hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been on, you know, I've been doing a bunch of plane flights lately. I, I flew out mm. of Savannah. I flew into, you know, Ohio. On the way, I watched a I watched a nerd movie. I watched Spider Man. No way. Home mm. um, on a little plane screen. Yeah, that's where I watch all my best movies. First of all, do you remember like when there was a movie and you like looked in the aisle at the end of the aisle they had? Oh yeah, movie they, screen? they're like, here's the movie you don't get to pick. Like we're gonna right. play, ET and it's the edited version, so yeah. it's edited for time, edited for content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it fits your flight perfectly, and you're like, that was great. But I, how did ET escape? He just suddenly was <laughs> <Yeah>. home. Like <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> but okay, so you watched. <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home yeah. on a cell phone size screen. <laughs> I'm in first class. It's a little bit bigger, baby. <laughs> Ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so I watched it 
And I I don't think I've been so pissed at a movie in a long time. Now, I did not have that reaction at all. If anything, I was like, ah, it was fun and it did honor to Spider-Man. I am so excited to hear you because like, and I think we've mentioned this before, a lot of times our ideas for episodes, one of us will text the other one and be like, I'm very excited, very disappointed, very upset. I'm something about I- something passionate right Rumi texted <laughs> me about this and he was like we need to do an episode on no way home i have opinions i, have opinions. <laughs> I think he said i have strong opinions i have strong and I was opinions like, yeah and that's all he said and i was like i know he doesn't like it from how like i know there's something wrong by the way he wrote that and i also was like this will be very topical now that the movie has been not only out of theaters, but on streaming for like a fucking year. And also they've made like three more sequels after that of other fucking Marvel movies. Yes, um, spoiler alert, he found his way home, but I can't wait. So just just jump in here. All right. So I was super against the reboot of the Spider-Man to begin with, because I was like, at least give Andrew Garfield a third movie. Like, at least let's see what the third movie is. Like, please. Like, Did you I like the second one? I didn't have a problem with it. It sure. wasn't. It wasn't great, but I've seen it was better than Spider-Man 3. Like, yeah, well, arguably, I mean, come on now. Yeah, well, arguably the third movie always blows. So they <laughs> they were purely like, well, the third one's going to suck. So let's just skip it. All right. So Spider-Man Homecoming was surprisingly good to me. I had no hope for it. I was like, this is some going to be some bullshit Avengers shit. And it was, but they did it great. The characters were great. It was heartwarming. I liked what they were doing. And then Far From Home. Whoa, Mysterio. How are you going to pull this shit off? Whoa, you pulled it off. Mm-hmm. You pulled off Mysterio. What a hard character to pull off. What a what an interesting take on that character. Wow, he's in real deep shit now. I'm very interested to see how they're going to finish this story out. We get to Spider-Man No Way Home. And this fucking idiot kid is all like, wah, wah, wee, wah. Me and my friends can't go to the same college together. Fuck you. No one gets to go to the same college as their best friends. You fucking idiot. What a moron. Not not the people who don't know wizards. Right. I can't get into the same college as my friends. I can't get into one of the hardest schools to get into in the freaking (laughs) world with my friends. I'm already pissed at this movie because they started with like suddenly everybody knows he's Spider-Man. That's the problem the movie needs to solve. And Correct. Like, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> also, I can't get into MIT. Wham. Lots of people can't get into MIT. There's a whole fucking issue with people not being able to get into MIT. A couple years ago, there was an entire scandal about rich people trying to get their kids into Harvard and MIT by paying their way. And people are going to jail because of it. Spider-Man can't get into MIT. Not fucking surprised. Nobody gives a shit. This should not be the plot of this fucking movie, let alone how can I get into MIT? Fucking magic. Let's go ask the fucking wizard. Who's an adult? (laughs) The fucking adult in the story is like, sounds like a plan. Now, I get that that is the joke. That's like part of the funniness of this movie, which is it's very funny. Like the whole movie has like funny things. That's fine. And it's funny that they're like, this is a terrible idea. And he's like, sure is. I'm in. I get that that's a joke. It's fucking stupid, especially after we've seen them save the world together. He knows goddamn better than to do magic for a kid so that he and his friends can get into MIT. Oh my God. You should have stuck with the, I want people to forget me so the, so I'm not, in, so they're not in danger. So they're not, so that my friends aren't in danger. That's the whole thing that makes sense. You are one sentence away from this movie being fine. Hey, my friends are in constant danger because everyone knows I'm Spider-Man. Can you make people forget that I'm Spider-Man? Same plot. Okay, great. But the MIT stuff was so misguided and so offensive to MIT. So offensive to Spider-Man and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That is fucking lazy ass shit. Because guess what? You didn't know how to write this script because you started with, hey, wouldn't it be fucking awesome if we got Tommy McGuire, Andrew Garfield, <laughs> and the new Spider-Man who's uh, fucking can never remember his name all in the same movie. And they're like, Tom great. Holland. Tom fucking Holland. They were like, what a great idea. How do we start the movie? And they're like, we don't fucking know. We'll just work backwards. And they work backwards and they're like, he can't get into MIT. And they're like, that's a real problem. When you already had the problem in your hands. If you guys aren't watching on YouTube, 
There is smoke coming out of Aaron's headphones. You did. You had the right thing and you just totally pivoted to the wrong thing within like 10 minutes of the catalyst of the movie. So then they start getting the weird bad guys. Okay, that's fine. That's super cool. I'm super into all that stuff. Not enough uh, Willem Dafoe, but that's okay. That's okay. You know what? We're doing fine. We're doing fine. Then you have to go and take a giant fucking dump on science. You're definitely not getting into MIT now, you fuck. <laughs> They're like, hey, we accidentally brought all these bad guys in through a, some sort of dimensional rip. Doctor Strange is like, I'm not going to help you clean up your own fucking mess. Here's a box to do it. You got to send them back. And he's like, oh, no, they're going to die. I have to fix them and then send them back. And then they're going to die later. None of that made sense. And then he's like, how do I fix it? Okay, Doc Ock's little brain thing is, is messing with him. Okay, fix that. The lizard, I can turn him back to human. Okay, you can fix that. Green Goblin, he's crazy, but I got a serum to fix that. I'm sorry. If you actually had gotten into college, you would have found entire halls of books dedicated to trying to solve the very problem of what do we do with crazy people? And the reason there's halls of books- was a ticking clock. It wasn't like they had three years to solve these problems. They essentially cured all of these guys in like a 30, 30 our period right in a montage of like dude, 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 <laughs> yeah dude, dude, pouring one test tube into another and like green smoke coming and every out, time like, he cured somebody it. he then had an ally to help him he's like oh good thing half of you are half of the sinister six here are super geniuses yeah good thing you're on my team now and it was just it's offensive to science and like look i get that a science fiction comic book movie needs a montage and the science doesn't have to be real but like insanity isn't cured with a syringe and immediately like he's like i'm better fucking great like that's offensive to science and crazy people as a as a crazy person i'm pissed off <laughs> let me give you your syringe <laughs> let me save you before so, i shoot you back the stupid fucking science shit was offensively like glossed over bullshit i give look I would give you tons. I give all the other science bullshit that they did. Like, hey, let's make Spider-Man a suit in 30 minutes with a nanobot machine printer. I'm on board with that. Any of the Iron Man movies. Hey, we can go into space and time travel. I'm on board with that. But the fact that like, let's solve crazy with, with a test tube montage and some bullshit. Fuck you. You ha- I, I'm more pissed is that they had the movie. Three Spider-Mans. Fucking cool. The fight scene's Great, fine, you did all that. The, the all the extra bad guys from the Sinister Six, awesome. But you were so offensively misguided in your approach to science and disregard for what the audience can believe in your bullshit science and the whole like MIT thing. Fucking horrible. And then at the last second, Doctor Strange shows up and is like, well, I guess I better solve this myself. You could have done that from the beginning, butthole. Where the fuck were you? Where the fuck were you the whole time? <laughs> the whole time. Butthole supreme. <laughs> you were letting these children fuck up the universe. And then at the end, he's like, well, everybody forgets that you're Spider-Man. We're back to square one. God damn. I was so pissed at this movie. I've already tested this whole screaming fit at the old lady sitting next to me. And uh, she agreed on the, with me. On the, on on the, the plane. plane? Yeah. On was the she plane. also watching or she just had no context for why you're so irate? She had no context. <laughs> she had no context. She's like, You just looked at some old lady who was just trying to read and go to sleep on the flight. You're like, you can't, call, you can't cure insanity with a syringe. She was like, help. <laughs> she's like, at least he's not airdropping me dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> It was, uh, I was irate. I've never been so mad at a tiny screen in my life. (laughs) I remember it being childishly simplistic. And I remember that, like, but for me, I guess I was just like, okay, I I understand that you're doing that as a film. You're doing that because you're trying to get through to the next part. And I'm, I don't know, Rumi, I've been excited to talk about this as a larger issue. But in my, I don't know if it's my old age or because of Kent or Chilling. But I'm suddenly like, unless you're like offending me, and I understand that this offended you, but unless you're offending me, I'm like, fucking whatever. First of all, I don't have enough of me left to be toxic about fandom shit. And like, maybe there are certain things about it in the past, about this part of that part that I would get pissed off about something and, and hate on something, even though it didn't, you know, the whole movie didn't deserve to be hated on just because I hated the casting of the lead character or whatever. Yeah. But at this point, it's like, you made another Star Wars and it's 
subpar. All right. Did it, did it, was it a waste of my time? If not, like Boba Fett was close, but it wasn't a waste of my time. It was fucking Rancor, R5D4, the Boba Fett, you know, the armor was there, Slave One, you know, so it's like, for me, I can't say I enjoyed that show, but it's like when I'm walking in the mall and I see a shirt and it's a Star Wars shirt that has no, um, no reaction, no, no, like, no, what's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't do anything, no benefit to my life. But like, I like Star Wars and I looked at it as I walked by. That was an extra Star Wars, extra second of Star Wars I had that day. Boba Fett was an extra four hours of kind of Star Wars stuff that I saw in a week. You know, it's like, it's like fucking great. Spider-Man is like that for me, but like Spider-Man I care about. I care about as much, probably more than Boba Fett as a character. And this, I guess what you're saying, I have zero argument for and agree with, but they didn't fuck Spider-Man up. I don't like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. I've watched all, I've rewatched all of them recently. It just doesn't, it's not what I want Spider-Man to be. It's not what I think he should be in many things. And maybe I'm not spending time hating on it anymore, but it's not what I want. I certainly have no time <clears throat> to get this pissed off about this stuff. Absolutely. You say that, but you texted me to schedule time. <laughs> uh, I was trapped in an air tube. Uh, what else was I going to do but get mad about it? Um, I don't like flying to begin with. So it's like if the movie, but most of the time, like I'll watch a movie and like I watched the Hellboy that nobody liked and was like, this is great. I don't know what y'all are mad about. This is Hellboy. I'm great Hellboy or stuff. it was fine. Was I, thought it was, fine or two different I thought it was great. Like, not as good as Ron Perlman. Yeah. No argument there. Not as good as Guillermo del Toro. No argument there. But as far as, like, a third Hellboy movie that is not trying to be a sequel to the other two, that's just like, hey, more Hellboy. Great. I'm here Mm -hmm. for Hellboy. That Hellboy movie was absolutely fine. No problem with it. I saw it on a tiny little screen. I saw Avengers Endgame on a tiny little screen and was like, man, oh man, that was way better than I thought that movie was going to be. Like, actually, really good. This one, I don't know why. It just ticked me off really early on because it, I guess I guess it was just like, we've seen, be, because they were so close, because you had all the elements and you just like, it's like trying to watch somebody like, plug in like an extension cord and they just keep like not being able to put it into the right thing and you're like it's not that hard you're super close like just just and like you just want to scream at him grab him from him and just plug it in and you're like the movie you were so fucking close and it just kept getting me madder and madder when they were like so close to just doing it fine like being acceptably fine i would have probably given all the science bullshit a pass if i wasn't already amped up about the like Wait, this movie's about him not getting into MIT and then like almost fucking the world up over it? Like, <laughs> see, I didn't, I, I read that, like I felt that, but it didn't bother me. And I did not think you're right. You're like two sentence tweaks away from making it fine and making it make more sense. It would have been a cool thing to open the movie with one of his friends, like the, his sidekick or MJ or whatever her new name is or whatever. One of them, Aunt May, almost getting killed by something because everybody knows. Yeah. And why is like that would be just as driving a force? I guess you kind of needed whatever that was to wedge them apart at the end of the movie, right? He needed to be on the outskirts. Then but, have them all get an MIT. But like, sure, I mean, thing, you very much yeah. could have done that. You're, you're, yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not defending it. Well, here's, here's the other thing is like, for, there's tons of things that I feel like, yeah, whatever, who gives a shit? Like, I hate the prequels but whatever they exist and i'm not going to like get bent out of shape about it unless you want to talk about the prequels um <laughs> uh, uh, here, here's here's uh, a uh, twilight like twilight exists i don't like twilight but like it exists and people like it that's fine it doesn't fuck up my version of vampires it doesn't fuck up blade for me it doesn't you know i think i guess here's the thing why is that the one that amped me up when there's so many things that you're absolutely right like you know, in our in our old age and our wisdom, we're like, yeah, you know, it's not worth getting bent out of shape about it. I see people, oh god, people shitting their pants over black elves in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Get or that over. name Namor is a different ethnicity than they want him to be, or something. Actually, I, can we talk about even, this? Sure, but I admit I don't know a lot about it. But well, okay, have you ever had a time when you were younger, maybe less informed, maybe less aware, where you were upset? about a uh, a racial cast i'd have to think about it but the only thing i could think of is 
And I wasn't upset. It was just like, why? When they made uh, Michael Clark Duncan the kingpin. Uh, that is the exact, that's the exact example that I have. And you were I just like, was like, wait, what? Like, why? I just was like, why? It didn't bother me. But I was like, is there like, is there a purpose? And I didn't see the movie when I heard it or yeah. saw it. But I was like, why? Is there a reason? And, but, and again, I wasn't mad because I didn't care about the property. But you're like, well, that's weird because Kingpin's a white guy. But then you see the movie and he's one of the better actors in the movie. It actually mm-hmm. is one of the best parts of the movie. And then like another example is like, then you realize you're like, oh, it didn't matter because the movie sucked anyway. So like it doesn't I like it. I like it more than I should, but I like it. Okay. But then like everybody shat their pants when Heath Ledger was cast as a Joker and he proved every single one of you wrong. And it's like, you suddenly realize like, oh, getting shitty about casting is a dumb fucking thing. Just this week, we saw the trailer for the new Little Mermaid movie, and I haven't seen it, but I guess some people are like, oh, she's back. Oh, no. And you're like, dude, they they already made the white chick version. Like, who cares? Who cares? Just just don't see the movie if you're offended. Who cares? I remember hearing that they were making or going to make a Peter Parker that was gay. And I remember like, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But if you take a character that has existed since the 60s, Mm-hmm. And change something almost foundational, right? Like your sexuality, your sexual orientation. You could debate whether you have that at birth or you you grow into that or you develop that. Whatever you want to say. The fact that we had this character for some, I don't like 40 fucking years before I even heard that that was a thing. My question, I guess the same as the race thing is why? Like, why are you making him gay? Is this a new law, like a new story arc that you're gonna you're trying to do something with if so first of all it's fucking art right like when you make comic book when you make a movie when you make a video game you're making entertainment you're making art as a creator you're doing that because you want to create right that's your job you want to tell stories you want to make characters you want to do cgi you want to do puppets you want to make fucking stories you want to make people laugh you want to make them cry right who am i to tell you how to do that job if you make a peter parker who's gay and i don't like it i don't have to read or watch a player there will it. be but the, the good thing about like being able to experiment with a character like that and i think the the positive side of that is like well that could be something interesting because we've seen the high school drama peter parker for 40 50 years so mm-hmm. like if this is a spinoff like and i don't think i think i think the the gay spider-man isn't isn't like a continuity thing it's its own separate like thing that it's holding on to and it's like just see where the story goes it might introduce new dramas and new things that you weren't thinking about that might make spider-man this version of spider-man more interesting um when they made uh, miles morales and like brought him into like full-on canon People so like, this oh my is, God. but it's like, that's it's, my thought is, yeah. you know, you, you think of everything as like a, uh, I guess like a road, right? You think of Spider-Man as a road, a path, and it can go up and it can go down and it could veer this way and this way and turn and twist. And it can come back to where it was at any given point. But if you veer too far from that, you're now a different road and there's nothing wrong with that. But now you're Miles Morales. Yeah. Miles Morales was a completely different Spider-Man. It was a completely different, um, character that they tried new things with i get it if you want to have a and like i don't like just to go with gay spider-man as a as an example i don't know if that was going to be high school or in his grown-up age or whatever but like take that premise whatever about that premise as the creators appealed to you why can't it be insect boy? like why does it have to be spider-man why are you making spider-man gay or 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 anything unless you think that is going to do something to further the character or further the storytelling, which I guess you don't know until you do it, right? Like, remember after Spider, after Superman came back from Doomsday, far after that, remember he split and there was red Superman and blue Superman? Sure. I didn't read it, but I remember seeing it. And I remember everybody hated it. Why did they do that? Like, what was the, the motivation? Like, what was the reason that they were like, this will be good? You know what I mean? When you make a character and you say, you know what, what if Alfred Pennyworth really was in MI6 or whatever? Sure. And then you start to think about it and you're like, that's pretty cool. It actually kind of makes sense. It's certainly intriguing and does not necessarily veer too hard from the Alfred Pennyworth were the Alfred Pennyworth road that we already know. So for me like that makes sense. Then you have a uh, the 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 kingpin Michael Clark Duncan casting. They didn't make him for lack of a better term, urban or anything like that. He literally was the kingpin that we know 
Yeah. But he was black. For me, it's like, okay, that's a casting thing. That's that's putting him in a different costume. I don't give a shit about that. That makes no difference. I just think sometimes they they try to throw a radical element that's a right turn into a character for no reason other than let's see what happens or let's sell comics or I mean, there certainly is like there certainly is the danger of you just did made a choice to appeal to a targeted audience or a broader Mm -hmm. audience. Right. And I guess at the end of the day, it's like as long as that's not the last time you try something, then fine. Like, just do whatever, do whatever. Um, You know, this won't be the last Spider-Man movie. But like to see that people are angry about like what elves look like, like just because it doesn't see that seems stupid, seems stupid, in my opinion. And. I can understand like people don't people want to identify with the character and it becomes selfish to an extent. And and not to say that's a bad thing. Like when you're like, I want Batman to I want Spider-Man. I, I identify with Spider-Man and I want to identify with I want to continue identifying with Spider-Man and other people who are not like me. Oh, well, why can't they get their own Spider-Man? Like I understand where that comes from. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like don't don't yank a different version of Spider-Man away from other people just because it's not what you have, how you identify with Spider-Man or how you sure, sure. feel like people got super pissed about, you know, when, when people get angry about this, I think a lot of times it is kind of a, a, a selfish thing and maybe not even like a necessarily a racist thing, even though when you complain about it, that's how it comes off. But you're like, Oh, Michael Clark Duncan is, is but it's like, who's identifying with Kingpin. You're just mad. Cause it's not what you recognize. But like, I understand how people get defensive about a character that they really identify with and they really yeah, like it. Absolutely. So he can't deviate from this pattern. Well, I understand why that upsets people. But at the same time, it's like you do realize that the second you complain about it, you prove the point that like people are making right. it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, just see what happens. Just see what happens. And as long as it doesn't kill the character. And I think that's another thing that people are scared about is like suddenly, suddenly I'll never see the Peter Parker that I identify with anymore. I'll never see non-sparkly vampires ever again. This is what it is. It, this becomes popular. That's what happened to Star Wars to me. I, I think Star Wars, once the, the prequels were embraced, it has never gone back to original Star Wars until we get like, I, I just watched another episode of Obi-Wan recently. I'm trying to get through Obi-Wan and Darth Vader showed up and was a motherfucking badass. I was like, that's cool. That felt like old Star Wars without fucking clone bots and stuff i mean i just think at the end of the clone day bots. if you if you see an iteration it's of the something best, most flippant critique of the clone of the of the prequel shit ever clone bots fucking clone bots if you see something that you that, that you feel riled up about and i'm, I'm definitely going to be a hypocrite about this because i just sure, railed sure fucking railed on how much I hated that Spider-Man. But if you see something, and maybe this will help me work through it. Maybe this is my syringe of green shit that I'm about to shoot into my neck. (laughs) When you see something that you are having a hard time identifying with because it doesn't match the version that you know, I'm looking at all women Ghostbusters here, like everybody who lost their shit about that. Sure, yeah. Oh my God, it's not the thing that I recognize. I don't identify with it. Instead of like, getting pissed don't go see it or yeah go see it with an open mind and maybe it'll change your mind but if you don't like it don't go see it and hopefully they'll just make more and it'll it'll come back around but like let you know that's like going to a party and you're mad because you're like i wanted the host to talk to me the whole time and it's like no they (laughs) got to make rounds around the party they got to make their way around the party man it's it's a party it's a and the party's for everybody like that's the thing. Everyone was invited to the nerd party. Right, right. And when you think about properties like Star Wars and Spider-Man, God's sake, there's enough for all of us. Right? Like even yeah. if you made Peter Parker a female gay black person, like even if that's forevermore what Spider-Man was, like I said there's still 60 years of other Spider-Man versions. Yeah. If you don't like this one, there's other ones you could look at. If you don't like the prequels, there's the original trilogy. There's the toys. There's the video the games. There's you're not whatever. Get, yeah, you're not getting kicked out of the party because it's not the one. It's right. not your favorite iteration. There's right. tons of people who are like Michael Keaton forever. That's my favorite Batman. Any other Batman sucks. That's fine. But they keep making Batman movies. If you don't right. like the current, if you don't like the Twilight Batman, the emo ass Batman from the last movie, guess what? They're in in three more movies, they're going to make a there'll be a new Batman. There'll be some new person. Well, I guess again, it's like what I said earlier about there being art. 
if you and I go to a fucking, I don't know, museum or a gala or a gallery yeah. and you and I look at the same painting, it might make you cry. You might be moved to tears and I might be like, I don't get it. Or I might be like, I don't like it. Or I might watch you crying and be like, why are you crying? I am so far removed from that. It makes me angry. But and I think that's OK. I think it's OK to feel any of that. The thing that I think and this is my personal opinion the the problem is when my problem with it interferes with your enjoyment of it, right? 100%. I can say that painting sucks. Me and you, we have a podcast where you and I talk about what we feel like. And luckily, we have a lot of listeners that like our shit or at least come and listen to our shit. If you and I hate the new Spider-Man or hate the new this or hate the new whatever, fine. But we're not telling people don't like this. We're not telling people you shouldn't like this because, right? Like, well, I guess kind of we are, but I mean, yeah, 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 at no. least you and I, I don't think we're doing it with any uh, animosity. It's no, like, if anything, I, we're I trying just... to get the laughs for what we're ripping. And <laughs> yeah. I think, like you said, like we don't like Rob, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Why? Because we care about the other versions of Halloween. We think, I mean, I think I have some pretty justifiable, valid critiques of that movie even a fan of Rob Zombie Halloween, I think would say, okay, what you're saying makes sense. I just disagree with it. And that's great. We can all There's like a- and dislike different things. It's just, I shouldn't yeah. dislike it so much that it hurts your enjoyment of it, right? That's when it starts to be toxic. And Exactly. And I think the best you can do is instead of trying to like goalkeep Spider-Man. Sure, yeah, and yeah. like knock other people at, no, get that, get that. Get that Spider-Man and get this Spider-Man yeah. out of here. You knock it out of the way. You should just state your point of why this is my favorite one. You know, it's like, <laughs> let's talk about sports for a second. Um, there's people who are big fans of sports teams. And um, sorry about you. Your sports team sucks. But you're going to defend it to the day you die and tell everybody else, well, their sports team sucks. I think geeks and nerds and, and people who are passionate about fandoms forget forget that you're it's basically just a sports team like you're just you're just cheering for your version of the team you're just cheering sure for yeah 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 the thing that you like and and i i think you, you you brought up a good point about that is like you're not there to be the gatekeeper to it it's not yours and i think people get really possessive of it it's not yours and i think people get scared and sad when what they feel very possessive and like identify with shifts in a way that is foreign to them like the prequels oh man star wars isn't what i used to like it as oh man but like those three movies still exist and i still see darth vader everywhere and like you said i see a star wars shirt i'm still like cool unless it has battle droids on it then i'm like roger i was literally gonna say roger 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 yeah but but it's you know and and we we kid around. I I do jo- jokingly get super pissed off. But I genuinely was not a fan of the new Spider Man plot. I liked that they got three Spider Man back on screen. That was mm-hmm. cool. I liked that they brought back Willem Dafoe. Put that guy on screen anytime, and I'll be a fan of. I like that you think the plural of Spider Man is Spider Man. <laughs> what like it's octopus or something? Octopi. Like, I like that they have three Spider Man on screen. <laughs> Spider Man. Spider Men's. <laughs> I got three Spider Men's on there, but like even in those three Spider Men's, <laughs> are there people who are genuinely being like fucking Tom Holland, not my Spider Man? Like, they, it's like, are there Tobey Maguire diehards who are trying to gatekeep that shit? They like, must. I mean, I would think yes, right. There has to be someone that likes everything. Yeah, like for every for everything, right? Whatever you think could be the stupidest thing, someone must like. Like that theoretically yeah. I, I and and at the beginning you said it is not worth getting so exhausted i'm exhausted i'm like sweating from all the smoke pouring out of my ears you're so right Rumi. wasn't worth it but you, well, know, you know that i hate my shit and you know what i this is this is i guess this is a really good time i was thinking about asking if you wanted to do an episode if you thought we can get an episode out of this clearly you can we could be talking for almost a half an hour but like <clears throat> excuse me i went back and reread predator cold war which is a mm. Predator Dark Horse comic series from the 90s. And in it, they all have their, like, there's a clan of predators essentially, and they all have different masks. And I love that series and I love those designs. But reading that again, I realized other Predator books that I read, comics that I read in that same time frame, I didn't like it because the designs were too far off from the original Predator and Predator 2 designs. And I was like staunch about that opinion as a kid and as a even a young adult, I guess. I recently rewatched Aliens vs. Predator and Aliens vs. Predator Requiem. And in Requiem, 
wolf walks up to a wall of masks and chooses one. And I was like, at 40 years old, I was like, well, that makes sense. Like if you were a hunter, you would have multiple hunting gears. And depending on where you were going and what you were doing, you would choose different shit for that, right? You would choose different equipment for where you went, different wardrobe. So that made sense. And then it was like, also, why would I think there's a race of creatures that all have the same fucking mask? Humans don't all have the same hell, like hat. That doesn't make sense. So they started to be like, what a stupid opinion to have that like, I only liked predators that look like this. I even also used to hate it when they put the, the wrist gauntlet on the left side. What if there was a, a left-handed predator? <laughs> and I like thinking about that, like I'm definitely too old now to give too much of a shit about that. Like make predator a black gay woman. I don't care. Like if you're making a predator movie and the movie's halfway decent, great. Thank you for doing your service. That's all I care about at this point, you know? Here's another another point to bring up is that <clears throat> now that we have kids, you and I have both put on music and it's been like fucking baby shark do 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 and you're like this is god awful but my kid likes it and mm. i'm i'm introducing them to music and i'll show them the music that i like and i'll listen to the music they like or the music that my wife likes or you know the music that that their teacher introduces to them they're going to have different tastes than mm -hmm. me and because it's my kid i tolerate that shit okay I'll listen to Baby Beluga. Do, 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 do. Yeah. yeah. For the hundredth time. Baby Shark for the hundredth time because it makes you happy. And I think it's your job, if you are a good, if you are a nerd, is to bring people to the party. Hey, come on in. Sure. Here's this Ghostbuster movie that I'm not a fan of, but if you if it makes you like the thing that I like, and then we can be like, cool, we're we're fans about you know. Here's this fucking shitty Spider-Man movie, but that was the one you like? Cool. Now we can talk about Spider-Man. You have more fans. You have more people at the party. Hopefully, it makes the party funner, but you have to sit through a song you didn't like. It doesn't, at the end of the day, it doesn't break anything. You're still, as long as like you're not trying to kick people out of the party, then why not? Have a good time. Even That's if a good it means, way to think of it. Even if it means that you had to sit through a song that you hated. Oh my God, the Macarena. They played it twice at this party. Fuck this DJ. But hey, the rest of the time we're having a good time and there's free drinks. So whatever. I watched to kind of loop it back. I watched Far From Home at a drive-in and I was in the car by myself. That's kind of cool. <clears throat> oh, it was fun. It was fun. I, I I didn't want to see it on a home screen for the first time, let alone a fucking plane <laughs> screen. So I saw it and I, I saw it like it was re-released. I think it was a later release of it. So I had not seen it for a while. So I had had tiny spoilers here and there, but not too bad. And I'm watching it. And when the swirly swirl happens and Andrew Garfield walked out or what, you know, walked into frame and you saw it was Andrew Garfield, the car in front of me, the guy or whoever was in the driver's seat had his window open and he thrust his, his fist up in the air and yelled like, Woo, yeah. And I remember being like, you have that strong of a reaction to Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man. And I, I actually thought Amazing Spider-Man was a decent movie. I liked it better than any of the Tobey Maguire stuff. But I didn't think there was anything to it. Like, there wasn't anything memorable or good about it. I just like him and I like the package better than the Tobey Maguire. Same thing with Amazing Spider-Man 2. If anything, I thought it was like lukewarm entries. Nothing bad. But cheering? Cheering out of your car window in front of other people? And then I was like, but like, I don't get that. I don't speak that language. But that fucking guy, that guy was fucking happy that his Spider-Man came into that movie. And I remember that kind of like made me more excited for the rest of the film as I was watching it. You know what I mean? And it is kind of like, and I, you must have felt this and everybody that walks into Comic-Con kind of feeling the vibe. You look around and you see fucking thousands of people loving what they love. And it doesn't matter if it's anime and it doesn't matter if it's comics. It doesn't matter if you're the only one in that convention hall that loves that episode. You're probably not. But just the fact that you are like, fuck yeah, I'm dressing up as my favorite anime character that nobody else but me knows the name of. Great. Do it, man. And it's just so it was watching that movie and, and having that thought while Andrew Garfield walked out and this rando guy cheered for it. I was like, you go, man. You cheer for the quietest Spider-Man of the film. And if that made your night that he walked into that scene, great. And that made me realize that like what we just said, essentially, every like there's been Spider-Man comics that I've read that have literally made me cry. There's been Spider-Man comics that I've read that I'm like, uh, that doesn't even really feel like Spider-Man. But that comic was somebody's first 
Spider-Man comic, right? Somebody read that comic that I didn't really get anything from. And that was their jump off point. That was where, like, that was the comic that got them into the character or even the medium. And that's fucking cool to think about, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, the video game made me cry. Spider-Man, the video game. I just started that like two weeks ago. So I beat the Kingpin. He was white. And then (laughs) I kind of got bored. I heard it's so great. I'm going to keep playing it just for the story. You should just crank it down to easy and just play through it. There's some awesome stuff to it. Like I love there's a, a bit where he has to go to a Halloween party and like he's looking for the real you know, the real bad guys and like, ugh, it's good. But the end, oh, don't yeah, tell man. me, don't tell me. Cause actually it hasn't gotten spoiled, but, um, it's a good game. So you, 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 fans of the, of our show who've been here for a while, you guys know that we have a buddy, Zeb Wells, who he's now currently writing amazing Spider-Man. He wrote a bunch of comic book stories for a while. He's also a big robot chicken and that, you know, um, um, bad robot and Seth green, that those guys, he wrote a comic with Spider-Man and Wolverine that literally chokes me up when I try to explain the plot to it. Same thing with Spider-Man Blue, which was Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. I have it's my favorite. The, the Spider-Man Blue page is my favorite comic book page ever, and my second page, second favorite is actually a two or three pa- uh, page spread or, or, or sequence that Zeb Wells wrote. And like literally, I can't really explain what's happening in those panels without getting choked up or full on crying. Oh, because it's it. so powerful it's wolverine's birthday and he's a loser <laughs> and he wants to hang out with spider-man and it's like wah, wah, wah. but you like watching this movie and this is the I, we can sign i can at least sign off after uh after i say this about far from home the movie was fine and there's nothing super cool about it except when you did when you were talking about um boba fett you said while you were watching it there was one thing that essentially saved the series from you right you probably would have trashed the whole thing in your brain and in your heart, except Boba Fett rode a rancor and that upped it for you, right? Sure. Tobey Maguire, hands down, my least favorite Spider-Man on the screen. Maybe he's one of my least favorite actors in general. I just can't stand him and I can't stand him as Spider-Man. In that movie, I think it's towards the middle of the end. Doc Ock says, Peter, how are you? You've gotten, you've grown old. You've gotten older. How are you? And Peter says, trying to do better. Oh, I'm getting choked up just saying it. That is like quintessential Peter Parker Spider-Man answer to me. And when that happened and I watched that, it was like that that vertigo shot of me where it's like it's it's panning and zooming because like to me, that one line, that one shot of the movie got it. And it was like, that's what Spider-Man would say. That's what an older Spider-Man who's been around the block a couple of times would say. And I just thought that was fucking great writing. That was one of the best Spider-Man lines I remember hearing, not just in in, in movies, but in comics. So I agree with your MIT bullshit. I agree with your insanity cures and shit overnight with stuff that is lying around. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's not like they broke into Oscorp to do it. They literally were doing it in Happy's apartment, right? Come on. (laughs) And it's like, you already had a magician and suddenly you're like, well, we also have this science box that's basically fucking magic. This box will do it and they just made... They just cured that movie to me was so stupid, but it had so much heart, especially at the end there with the three guy. I did not expect to be as moved by the three guys together. I thought it was good. I thought I was going to think it was a cool novelty, but to see them actually acting like three different versions of the same character to hear them talking about their loves and their conquests and their failures together I was like, fuck, that's that's some deep shit. And they all acted like a Peter Parker would. I thought that yeah. was really cool. I agree. I, I do agree with that. I absolutely agree that the 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 part that they thought about, the part that they pitched the movie with. Sure, yeah, cool? yeah, yeah. Because literally, you can tell this was, wouldn't it be cool if we got three mm-hmm. Spider-Man together and basically put the Sinister Six on screen, all but Venom? And everybody went, yeah, actually, that, that would be awesome. And they're like... What do we do for the beginning of the movie? Well, we'll figure it out. Okay. The rest of it was cool. And I liked the like the when they were going through the mirror verse and there was all that weird trippy shit. Uh, that was really cool. It's fine. Yeah. Great VFX. And I, I, I guess it, you know, it really does just come down to the, you know, try try to get everybody in the door. Let's let's get everybody enjoying some Spider-Man. I don't I don't need and I don't need to shit all over it. Why not? Let's not forget the lesson that you start kind of pointed at. If you can't get everyone through the door go bother a wizard 
and bug him until he changes the fabric of reality. <laughs> Boy, I got you pretty good with that one. Go bother a wizard. <laughs> That's fucking hysterical, dude. Oh, well, I learned a lot today, Rumi. We got pretty <laughs> yeah. deep. We did. We did. We, um, yeah, guys, uh, don't, don't be an asshole. Let everybody be in the party. But like, here's another thing. It's okay to not know. And if you see something, you're like, I don't, I don't like that the elves look different. Think about that. Think, well, hey, why? Wait, why? Why don't I? And suddenly you'll be like, oh, it's not a big deal. Or maybe you'll be like, it is a big deal. I'm a giant oh, fucking racist. I'm a giant fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> and your dad takes off his hood for a minute and goes, that's my boy. And you're like, oh, that explains it all. That explains it all. He went and found the wrong wizard. Uh, <laughs> mm. Oh, my uh. God. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what did you think about Spider-Man No Way Home? Did you like it? Am I full of shit? Am I just a hater? Uh, when did you realize who your favorite Spider-Man was? Let us know. Facebook Were you the guy in front of me who was yelling out of his car? Did you see it at the, um, <laughs> I think it was at the Greek. We saw it outside at the Greek. No. Um, tell us what you guys feel about when they make a major change to a character. Yeah. You roll with it. You excited to see where it goes, or do you kind of like at least the, the 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 foundations of your characters to stay the same? Yeah, I, I it is interesting. I think it is very interesting, and and having the dialogue I think is important because then you might learn something. <laughs> see, so otherwise the movie would be silent. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's actually, you know, like not to get sound, not to get too deep. But what you said is actually super fucking important. And something that I try to do in general is like, why am I hating on that? Why do I care that it's different? Think about it. I literally hated on it to make you laugh. (laughs) (laughs) So that we could laugh. I was like, this is stupid. And I think I could be hilariously pissed off about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. (laughs) Most of that. Yeah, I think (laughs) I'm waiting for people to be like, oh, you told us not to hate on anything. But in these episodes, episodes one, four, eight, twelve, six, twelve, twelve, twelve. You hated on all of these things. I'm like, yeah, but that was just to make you laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was shitting on something that someone worked years on just for you to laugh at me and me not even to be able to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) You think we took a big fucking dump on the last Predator movie because it was fun? (laughs) Because there's something something fun about the righteous indignation. But you know what? I think, like I said, I, I I like my party analogy. I'm really high on this. Right it is now. good. Yeah, you are. <sighs> it's good. Yeah. Hit us up on social media. It's a party there. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod and our website, launchpadpod.com. And look on our YouTube. Watch, look at this giant papercraft R2D2 in Matt's room and my um, shitty matrixy launch pad room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the beginning of this episode, I said to Rumi, I was like, hey, I just got a new watch and a new shirt, and I really want to tell you about it. Should I do that before the show, after the show, or like on on air during the show? He's like, it's probably not good radio, so don't do it. And then immediately starts holding up books that you can't even see because of his fucking cyber background. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking visual hypocrite. (laughs) At least a book I can like name. I can be like, this is Gideon Falls. But I can name a watch with lights on it. I could explain my shirt. Yeah, but I don't think anybody will get excited as I will. You're the only one I care about. (laughs) Dearest Rumi, I'm here in Savannah, Georgia. (sighs) This was fun. Let's blast this thing off. (laughs) It looked weird when you did it. Because it was backwards? No, because it was bad radio. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's so funny because there's been multiple people who are like, what is the high five? And one of my favorite moments is I I worked with a guy who became a listener. Uh, Shout out Dempsey. And I was like, do you know the handshake? He's like, I think I do. I was like, you want to do it? He was like, excited. (laughs) We did it. He did it. It was great. Um, It's so funny because it's just the right amount, I think, of like asinine, stupid kid nonsense with the raspberry noise, but the rest of it is actually pretty cool and on brand for the Launchpad podcast. And we've only had one person complain kind of like too cool for it. Everybody else 
from like pretty famous to not pretty famous to like some randos have been into it and it's fucking funny to do it with people yeah yeah there's a, i think only one person's like no i will not let you record me doing a raspberry and you're like <laughs> Sorry. And it was not the first, like, I don't know if we've said it before, but it was not of the people we've talked to. There were people who should have said, no, I'm above that because I'm some sort of scholar or I something. Mean, fucking Dolph Lundgren did it. So yeah, he laughed his ass off too. Dave uh, Gibbons did it. Dave Gibbons. Dave Gibbons has done it more than once. <laughs> he probably knows it by now. He's probably like, <laughs> yeah, pew, pew. he likes it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, guys, we're the Rocketeers. We are out. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three.